You are Locked On Timberwolves, your daily Minnesota Timberwolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Wolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Ben Beacon. I'm the host of Locked On Wolves. I'm also the co-editor of Dunking With Wolves, the Timberwolves site on the fan-sided network. Today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. At only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week coming up shortly here later in the episode. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Happy Hump Day a couple of NBA playoff games on Tuesday night. One was okay. The other was fantastic. I want to talk about those here in just a second. Today's a little bit of a different show. Not really any Timberwolves news and uh, talked a lot about fake trades and everything earlier this week. So today I just want to focus NBA playoffs and then play NBA mock draft, Lockdown NBA mock draft, I should say, 2.0, the second version of the Lockdown NBA host mock draft. And uh, once again, we were left in the cold. Lockdown Wolves was left in the cold, lost. Uh, we did the Tankathon lottery. The lottery balls did not bounce our way. The the 71 plus percent chance that the Wolves fall out of the top three occurred once again. And our pick was taken by Wes Goldberg and Lockdown Warriors. So no Timberwolves pick in this draft. But again, I think it's important to play the mock draft. Um, this uh, You may hear it uh, elsewhere on the network if you listen to any of our other fantastic Lockdown NBA shows um, or any of the other, the other team shows, I should say, on the Lockdown NBA network. But um, I want to play it here because obviously there's some uh, there's quite a bit of relevancy here. If the Wolves do land in the top three, learn a little bit more about some of the the fits of some of these players, whether it's the Cade Cunningham, Cade Cunningham or Evan Mobley or whoever else, how they would fit with other teams that are in the lottery and what other teams the Wolves could be competing with if they end up in the top three. Um, so I'll play that on the back half of the show today. I want to start, though, by talking about the playoffs. Before we get to all that, as always, a quick reminder that you can follow the show anywhere you listen to podcasts. That includes Apple, as well as Google, Spotify, and, of course, the all-new Odyssey app. That's Odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y. You can also follow on Twitter at Locked on T-Wolves. That's Locked on T-Wolves. Don't forget the T. And at B-Beacon. It's B-Beacon, two B's, two E's, C-K-E-N. The first NBA playoff game on Tuesday night was Hawks, Sixers, Atlanta, of course, had a 1-0 series lead after winning the opener in Philadelphia. And game two did not start according to plan for the Hawks. The Sixers jumped out to a, a big early lead. And Atlanta had a big second quarter, got to within a bucket at halftime. Uh, but grand scheme of things, the Sixers did a much better job on Trey Young. Ben Simmons guarded him for most of the game and, and did a really good job. Um, and that, to me, was the key. Joel Embiid was obviously fantastic. He finished with uh, 40 and... Uh, let's see, what was it? 40 and 13, I believe. Um, and, and he was phenomenal. And it, yeah, it was 40 points, 13 rebounds for Embiid. He shot 13 and 25 from the floor to get his 40 points. He was 12 of 16 at the line and, uh, was, was amazing. Also, uh, off the bench, Shake Milton had 14 points in just 14 minutes on five of eight shooting, hit four three-pointers, was big down the stretch as the Sixers pulled away. Um, again, Simmons on Trey Young was maybe the most important thing in this game besides Embiid's 40. And Trey Young had 21 points, but he only attempted 16 shots. He had four turnovers, one of seven outside the arc. Only one made three for Trey Young. Kevin Herter had 20 off the bench and was second in scoring 
uh, for the, excuse me, Gallinari had 21. So he tied with Trey Young for the team lead also off the bench. Herder came off the bench, played 36 minutes and had 20 points. Um, but this thing was, it was close at halftime as a one possession game, but Philadelphia progressively pulled away as the second half went on, went on and they dominated the first quarter. So really three of the four quarters were controlled pretty easily by Philadelphia. It ended up being a 16 point win. Now that series is tied at a game apiece as it kicks back to Atlanta uh, for game three. And I mean, it should be a lot of fun uh, to, to see how the series unfolds. I think the Sixers should still win this thing. My prediction was Sixers and six. And I still think that that's going to be what happens. Uh, they may win it in five, though. You know, I, I'm not sure the Hawks will win another game. I think they'll probably win one at Atlanta, but we'll call it we'll call it six games. Um, I'll stick with my original prediction and say that the Sixers win the series in six. But a uh, 16 point victory for Philadelphia. Joel Embiid looked uh, relatively healthy. Of course, he's playing with the torn meniscus and the Sixers will take the victory. The other game of the night was the Utah Jazz and the LA Clippers. A fantastic game. Just a ton of fun to watch. Um, This thing was all Clippers early. They were up seven after the first quarter. They were up 13 at halftime. Then the Jazz took control in the third quarter, and Donovan Mitchell looked more and more comfortable as the game went on. Not that he ever looked uncomfortable, but... um, I think we're seeing the the real continuation of Donovan Mitchell. Obviously, he's been an all star for a couple of years now. He's he's been fantastic for a while, but we're we're truly seeing. I think I guess the best way to say this is, I think the quote unquote clutch gene, the idea of of players who hit big shots in big moments, all that stuff can really get overplayed. You know, you think of guys in today's NBA who do that and actually do it well. And statistically, the numbers bear that out. Damian Lillard is one. Donovan Mitchell, for as much flack as he gets for not being the most efficient superstar, for not always being uh, as locked in defensively, um, you know, some of those types of things. He's not as... uh, I don't know, as, as widely touted of a national superstar. And maybe I'm building a little bit of a straw man here, but I think there's a narrative such as that surrounding Donovan Mitchell. He, he legitimately makes a difference in big games. Um, I mean, this is just one small example, but round one, he doesn't play in game one. The Jazz lose to the Grizzlies as the one seed playing the eight seed. He plays in the next four games. They win the next four games. Um, now we see him drop 45 points on 16 of 30 and this is, I think I saw this his fourth career 40 plus point playoff game. So obviously he's done this before, but it's just really becoming more and more obvious how good he is in the, in these big moments. And he was huge in the third quarter and early in the fourth quarter when the jazz did build a double digit lead. Now it got a little dicey at the end. The jazz really struggled to execute offensively in the final few possessions of the game. And Donovan Mitchell was certainly part of that. There was some sloppy, sloppy execution. It allowed the Clippers to get back into it and, and credit the Clippers execution down the stretch in this game after just being woeful for the majority of the second half. And it actually came down to Donovan Mitchell in an isolation set, uh, attempted a step back deep two that clanked off the rim with like 20 seconds left in the game. So Clippers had a chance down three to tie it in a broken floor situation. Rondo brought the ball down the court. They ran dribble handoff action for, uh, for Paul George. And he got the ball, swung it to Leonard in the left slot. Joe Ingles got in his way. And then Royce O'Neal, who stuck with, uh, who on the screen switched and stuck with Paul George, played perfectly between Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, denied a, a swing back, uh, you know, a pass back to George in the right slot from Kawhi. And he was forced to throw it to, see, to Marcus Morris in the corner. And Rudy Gobert locked him down, ended up swatting his jumper away from the corner, basically as time expired. And it was a three-point win for the Jazz. Credit 
the Clippers for hanging tough when it looked like the, it was going to be over, um, you know, in the, in the final, uh, really the final half of the fourth quarter or, or throughout the fourth quarter. And then after having such sloppy offensive possessions down the stretch for Utah, they really did lock in on that final possession between Ingles, Royce O'Neal, Rudy Gobert, that trio played what the Clippers were trying to do to perfection and helped secure that three-point win. So this was a ton of fun. Remember, the Clippers just played a seven-game series and just played 48 hours prior in a hard-fought game seven against Dallas, whereas the Jazz have been off for several days now. So um, not a surprise really that the Clippers got out to a fast start and then in some ways kind of ran out of gas as the game went on. Um, but again, credit to them for making that final push at the end of the game. So that series is now 1-0. Game two's upcoming later this week. Other NBA playoff action coming up on Wednesday night. There's only one game. That's Denver and Phoenix game two. Denver's at Phoenix, 8.30 central tip on TNT. And of course, the Suns are up 1-0 in that series. So that'll be a ton of fun on Wednesday night. We'll talk all about that game on Thursday. All right, uh, let's go ahead and get into the Lockdown NBA Mock Draft 2.0. But first, let's talk about Michelob Ultra and the Michelob Ultra Player of the Week. The Player of the Week for me, Michelob Ultra Player of the Week, is hands down Kawhi Leonard. He was fantastic over the past week and really the last, I guess, two weeks, however long the first round took, in the Clippers' seven-game hard-fought victory over the Dallas Mavericks. Over the course of seven games, Kawhi Leonard showed the joy, happiness, and enjoyment that he had for the Toronto Raptors a couple years ago when they went all the way to the finals and won the finals. In seven games in the series, Kawhi averaged 32.1 points per game while shooting 61.2% from the field and 42.5% from three. He also averaged nearly eight rebounds, four and a half assists per game, and more than two steals per game. And again, the joy, the happiness, the enjoyment, it was all there. It's only worth it if you enjoy it, as Michelob Ultra reminds you. Michelob Ultra is only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. Joy creates success. Enjoyment isn't the end game. It's the whole game. Kawhi Leonard is this week's Michelob Ultra Player of the Week. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Locker Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download. And once you're in, you can talk with fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. Locker Room is the perfect place to start or join a conversation about the league. You'll find fans just like yourself on Locker Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to big news or rumors. You can even find Locked On hosts across the NBA, as well as the MLB and NHL. I'll be joining the app soon. Be sure to get started. I'll meet you there. Go download the free Locker Room app right now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the the room, whether it's NBA or NFL, MLB, NHL, whatever group. For the latest league updates, I know you'll find a ton of incredible rooms around your favorite teams and leagues. I can't wait to join you on the app. I'll be sure to let you know once the Lockdown Wolves room is live. Download the Locker Room app today. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. All right, let's go ahead and get into Lockdown NBA Mock Draft 2.0. This is, again, all the Lockdown NBA hosts for the lottery teams. Uh, yours truly was was not part of this because we did not win. Uh, the Timberwolves did not land a top three selection. And therefore, uh, I am not part of the upcoming mock draft. However, it's fantastic. Please listen to the whole thing. Uh, our host did a fantastic job breaking down the prospects, the potential fits with each of the teams that they cover. Um, and then I'll, uh, I'll close out the show here after this. So without further ado, let's get into Locked, uh, Locked On NBA Mock Draft 2.0, starting with the number one overall pick which belongs to the Detroit Pistons and Locked On Pistons. What's the deal? Kukiel here with the Locked On Pistons podcast. And with the number one pick 
in the Locked On NBA Mock Draft, the Detroit Pistons select the 6'8", 19-year-old consensus number one overall pick, Cade Cunningham from Oklahoma State. After weeks and weeks and weeks of me constantly getting the number six overall pick in the lottery simulator on the Locked On Pistons podcast, this week in the Locked On Mock Draft NBA Draft, the Pistons move up to number one, and we're able to get Cade Cunningham, which will obviously make everybody happy. We finally get some luck for the first time in our history, so, I mean, there's not really anything else to say. Cade Cunningham to the Detroit Pistons, slot him right next to Killian Hayes, along with the rest of the young core of Sadiq Bey and Isaiah Stewart. At least in this week's Locked On Network's mock draft, the Pistons losing season, the Pistons take session that went on for the last month or so. All was worth it because they ended up moving up to get the number one pick. So maybe this is a sign for what's to come in the future. Hopefully so. Only we can pray and wish. Hopefully. Please. Hey everyone, Jake Madison here, host of the Locked On Pelicans podcast and Wednesdays on Locked On NBA. The Pelicans jump up eight spots and with the second pick, take Jalen Suggs, guard out of Gonzaga. I think Evan Mobley might be the second best player in this draft, but I absolutely cannot take a center with the need to add complementary pieces next to Zion Williamson. And Suggs is exactly what the Pelicans need, a decisive playmaker and creator, which could help offset the loss of Lonzo Ball. He's going to fit right in as a ball hand next to Zion and Brandon Ingram. Plus, he's also a dynamic scorer. He has a good frame and does well with contact at the rim, giving the Pelicans another downhill threat. His three-point shot is a bit iffy, but has significant potential to improve in that area. And most importantly, he's an excellent defender. One-on-one, off-ball, he's a proven player in those areas. David Griffin identified three needs for the Pelicans. Basketball IQ, toughness, and shooting. And Suggs fits all three of those. So for more on Zion Williamson and the rest of this Pels team, be sure to listen to the Locked On Pelicans podcast. Philip Rossman right here, the host of Locked On Magic with the third pick in the Locked On NBA mock draft. The Orlando Magic select Jalen Green. The way this draft played out with Cade Cunningham going one and Jalen Suggs going two gives the Magic much the same uh, choice that they would probably have if they were picking second. And it's a choice that is not easy by any stretch of the imagination. Between Jalen Green and Evan Mobley, you have two very different but very good building block pieces for a young Orlando Magic team that needs a star to really center themselves around. I think there's a good argument for either player between Evan Mobley and Jalen Green. It's going to be one of the great debates as we get deeper and deeper into this draft process. However, I decided to go with Jalen Green for one simple reason. A, the Magic have not had a 20-point score from the perimeter, a a, a wing 20-point score since Steve Francis in 2005. I think Jameer Nelson got close in 2009, but he didn't quite get there, and he's a point guard anyway. This league is centered around wing scores. To win in this league with the three-point shooting, with the creation that's necessary, the center position is not what it once was. And while, yes, I know Joel Embiid and uh, Nikola Jokic are your likely one-two in the NBA MVP voting, the bottom line is the Magic learned this with Dwight Howard, too. As much as they learned it with Shaquille O'Neal, you still need wings to win. And I think in this league especially, having a wing as a guy that you build your whole team around is ultimately the way you go. And that's why I'm taking Jalen Green with the third pick in the Locked On NBA Mock Draft. Hey, it's Sean Woodley here from Locked On Raptors to make the fourth overall pick in this week's Locked On NBA Mock Lottery Draft. The Raptors have gotten double lucky this week. Not only did they jump up to number four from number seven in total odds, but uh, one of the jewels of the draft has fallen to their clutches at number four. With the way the lottery went, the two teams ahead needed guards over bigs, and as a result, 
Evan Mobley is still sitting there at number four, and I will gleefully take him on behalf of the hypothetical Raptors here to add to the Toronto Raptors core going forward here. Mobley is a huge defensive prospect. We know what he did in the tournament. We know what he did all season long, defending the paint, getting out on the perimeter, using his mobility at USC. That's going to fit perfectly into what the Raptors want to do on defense. And just think about a hypothetical front court of OG Ananobi, Pascal Siakam, Evan Mobley. All guys with all defense upside. OG probably would have made all defense this year if he didn't miss so much time with COVID and injury. Good luck scoring on those three guys with Fred Van Vliet also pestering at the point of attack. This would be a dream scenario for the Raptors. Do I think they're going to get as lucky on draft night if they do happen to jump up to number four in the lottery as to have Mobley fall to them? No, it's going to require basically this exact lottery orientation in order for them to get Mobley at number four. And even then, who knows? Maybe the team's ahead go best player available. It's hard to say. But this is a dream scenario. You can only play the hand that's dealt. And the hand that's been dealt to the Raptors is Evan Mobley at number four. It's an incredible fit. It's exactly what the Raptors have needed after watching Aaron Baines play center for the team most of this season, and it's a sight for sore eyes to see a high-level defensive center prospect joining the ranks of the Raptors here in this lottery mock draft. I'll have more breaking down Mobley and all the other top prospects on Locked On Raptors over the coming weeks, so be sure to tune in. The Oklahoma City Thunder are on the clock at pick number five in the Locked On NBA mock draft. This pick comes via the Houston Rockets. This is good twofold. Number one, Houston loses their pick, and thus it sets the rebuild back, making their future picks that are owed Oklahoma City even more viable. Number two, the Thunder get a top five pick in this year's draft class, which is a five-man draft, and they do get the last man on that board, Jonathan Kaminga of G League Ignite. But still, Kaminga has immense potential. Not only will I think he'll be an elite defender in the NBA, I think that he'll be an elite defender almost from day one. So having an elite trait is very good if I can guarantee that in the top five. But he also has immense potential on the offensive end. He can get to the rim at will. Not many people will get in the way of his frame when he's going downhill attacking the rim. And I still believe in his upside as a jump shooter. I think that the percentages are a bit flawed, but he looks comfortable. He looks confident. And eventually, those shots will probably fall for the 18-year-old. He has the kind of potential to be a two-way star in this league. And the Thunder have the time. They have the patience and the ability to let him grow that many teams are not going to have. That's the big downfall with Kaminga is that you need to give him time. He's incredibly raw, but luckily the Thunder in a stage where they can afford to let him learn and let him grow throughout his time in the NBA. Luckily, the Thunder are also on the clock at pick six, and we'll see where they go at pick six. The Oklahoma City Thunder are back on the clock at pick six. I'm Rathen Styles, host of Locked On Thunder. After picking Jonathan Kaminga at five, we're back on the clock at pick six, and we have our pick of the litter. This is supposed to be a five-man draft, but the Thunder get their selection of who they think will be best out of the rest of the draft class. And for me, you have to go with pick six with Keon Johnson out of Tennessee University. For me, he has the biggest upside of this remaining draft class. He has the chance, of, besides the top five, he has the best chance to become a superstar outside that top five. Keon Johnson is special. He can be a go-to scorer in this league. He can do it on both ends of the floor, but specifically the offensive end, which really counterbalances the draft pick made at pick five with Jonathan Kaminga. That duo mixed with SGA, mixed with Lou Dort, Pokashevsky, and everyone else on the Thunder roster sets the foundation for a really good team and a really good rebuild. The Thunder in a great spot now after cashing on the Rockets pick and letting their rebuild get a step back and now getting Keon Johnson, who could be a legitimate star at the NBA level. They still are not done, though. With a multitude of second-round picks, the Thunder could buy back into the late first round, or they could cash on a few 
underrated second round talents in this year's draft class. Things set up perfectly in this simulation of the draft for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Hopefully it's that way on June 22nd, whenever the real thing happens. All right, before we get to Locked On Cavs with the pick for the Cleveland Cavaliers at number seven and Locked On NBA Mock Draft 2.0, let's talk about our friends at Theragun. Don't let the stress of daily life weigh on your body. Whether you're an elite athlete or someone like me, just trying to make it through the day tension-free, Theragun can help. Theragun is the handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combo of depth, speed, and power. And it's as quiet as an electric toothbrush. The Gen 4 Theragun doesn't just feel good. It gets to the source of the pain by releasing tension using Theragun's signature percussive therapy, which goes 60% deeper than vibration alone. Whether you want to treat your muscle tension from working out, an injury, or just the stresses of everyday life. There's no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4. The OLED screen and design make you feel like you're holding something from the future. Just go to their site and check it out. And the Theragun app learns from your behaviors and suggests guided routines. Theragun is trusted by 250 professional sports teams like Real Madrid and elite athletes like Paul George, DeAndre Hopkins, Maria Sharapova, and hundreds of thousands of customers. Try Theragun for 30 days, starting at only $199. Go to theragun.com slash locked on right now to get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's theragun.com slash locked on theragun.com slash locked on. Let's also talk about our great friends at betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season's in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and information for all your sporting needs, including the MLB, as well as the NBA, NHL, and all your UFC and MMA action before the next pitch. Head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code locked on. Again, that's promo code locked on for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, let's go ahead and jump back into the second Locked On NBA mock draft. We'll hear from the Cleveland Cavaliers Locked On Cavs with the number seven selection. Hey, everyone. Evan Damerl here, co-host of Locked On Cavs. And with our pick in version 2.0 of the 2021 Locked On NBA mock draft, we took Jalen Johnson out of Duke on behalf of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Jalen Johnson is an intriguing player. If he's lasted the entire season with Duke and maybe if they made a serious tournament run, he might be a, more of a top five pick. So this is more of a steal for the Cavs at our position. And his offensive upside, especially in terms of wing production, is something the Cavs really need. What's even more intriguing, though, is his ability as a playmaker, which is something the Cavs need in the worst way because they cannot rely on Colin Sexton this playmaker at this point. Darius Garland's shown flashes. But the Cavs will just lean on a playmaking by committee approach to Johnson likely being one of the primary ball handlers in Cleveland's offense. Sure, there are a little bit of concerns with his commitment to Cleveland after he quit on his high school program and Duke in two consecutive years. But maybe playing professionally and being around adults and being in a system where it'll probably be tailor fit to him on offense may keep Jalen Johnson engaged and he could be a sneaky favorite to win Rookie of the Year next season. Hear about this and more on Locked On Cavs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Wes Goldberg with the Locked On Warriors podcast here, picking for the Warriors at number eight. And what the Warriors need 
are not only immediate contributors, but guys who can space the floor and play make. And so while guys like Scotty Barnes are on the board, who could certainly defend ver uh, and, uh, and have versatility and play make a little bit, while there's a guy like Moses Moody and Giddy that are on the board who have a ton of upside, I am going with Davion Mitchell, the guard out of Baylor here at number eight. Not only is this somebody who can walk in and contribute immediately, he could score at an NBA level, he could space the floor, he can make plays for others, and for a team that is always so desperate for offense when Steph Curry is on the bench, any bit of juice, any kind of playmaking and scoring is going to be helpful for them. And so Davion Mitchell is the pick here at number eight for the Golden State Warriors. This is Philip Rossman Reich again, the host of Locked On Magic, back with you for the ninth pick in the Locked On NBA mock draft. With the ninth pick in the mock draft, I'm going with Scotty Barnes of Florida State. Yes, uh, the Orlando Magic have plenty, plenty, plenty of big wing forwards like Chumo, Kiki, and Jonathan Isaac, and they could very well find themselves stuck back in the same spot that they were with Aaron Gordon when they weren't sure who was a four, who was a three, and how to play them all together. But the bottom line is this. The Orlando Magic need talent. They need the best players available on the board, and Scotty Barnes is the best player on my board. He's a guy that can defend really, really well coming out of that Florida State system, and he's a guy that has proven that he can play a little bit on the ball and be a little bit of a playmaker. And I like that especially coming off my bench with scoring guards like Cole Anthony and R.J. Hampton likely with that second unit next year. Barnes is not someone that's going to get too much in the way of players like Okiki and Isaac and their development, especially if they are the eventual starters on the team. And I think Barnes can still grow and become kind of a versatile wing, play, wing player for the Magic, too. I really like Scotty Barnes' versatility. I like his defensive chops. I think he will fit in really, really well with the Orlando Magic. And while the team still would desperately need some shooting, they need talent more. And I'm going to go with the most talented player on my board, and that's Scotty Barnes. So close. So close to having Scotty Barnes fall to us at number 10, but it wasn't meant to be. The darn Orlando Magic take him away. Matt George here of the Locked On Kings podcast. Once again, the Kings in the 10th spot here in our second mock draft. And after the last pick I made, there weren't too many who were a fan of that pick. So what I did was I, I fired my old assistant general manager, my cat, and I replaced him with my bird here. So the new assistant general manager and I have decided to take Moses Moody, the shooting guard out of Arkansas, with the 10th overall pick in this second mock draft, going for best talent available here. He's at a crowded position as of right now. Again, if I could trade the draft pick, if the rules allowed it, I would do so. But Moses Moody is not a bad consolation prize at all. Has a high upside, a good scorer, very athletic player. Excited to see what he could do with a young core in Sacramento. I don't know if he's an exact win-now type player that the Kings are looking to add to their roster. But overall, a solid young piece with upside. Sacramento's talent development in the past hasn't been the best for players like Moody, but that's okay. I'm now in charge of the team, so we'll be sure to fix that problem. I'm Walker Mail of the Locked On Hornets podcast, and today with the second weekly mini-mock draft we've been doing on the Locked On Podcast Network, the Charlotte Hornets were granted the 11th overall pick. Last week, it was the 12th overall selection. This week, it more closely resonates what reality states we're going to get here in Charlotte. And with the 11th overall pick, we decided to go with Alperen Shengun, the big guy out of Turkey. 
He's a strong, big-bodied guy, listing at about 6'10", someone with an excellent feel for the game. His footwork is impeccable. He's an excellent passer out of the post, also has the ability to put the ball on the deck a little bit. Some of the weaknesses is his lack of athleticism. He's not the most fleet of foot. Defensively, he's able to get by in some cases because I think he's got good anticipatory defense, but even when he knows where the ball is going to be, his lack of athleticism doesn't allow him to be there. Sometimes he does anticipate anticipate it well enough and he can be in the right spot but bottom line you're not drafting him to be a rim protector and that's something the Charlotte Hornets team needs but also they just need size and James Brago clearly was never happy with his five spot and hasn't been for the last three years he told you as much in one of the post-game availabilities that he had later on in the year I expect them to fully move on from Cody Zeller and Bismack Biombo and address the big man spot via the NBA draft or NBA free agency. We're going to do it here in the draft with Alperen Sengun, the big guy out of Turkey. Tell us what you think. I'm on Twitter at Walker Mail. My co-host is on Twitter at Not of the Scribe. And our show handle is on Twitter at Locked on Hornets. Thank you so much for listening. Hope to catch you on an episode soon. This is Jeff Garcia with Locked On Spurs here to give you a quick react to the uh, second go-around right here on the Locked On NBA Mock Draft version 2.0. This time the Spurs did land at number 12, unlike the first uh, mock draft right here on the Locked On Network. And uh, Locked On Spurs picked Josh Giddy. That's right. They're going international once again. No shocker here. Uh, the Australian guard. Uh, look, 6'8", uh, 210 pounds. He is a terrific ball handler. He's a good passer. He rebounds well. He has a high basketball IQ. I think for the guy at his size, I think he'll fit well in with the Spurs. Now, I get it. Another guard, another guard. Why are you going to bring in another guard to a team already stacked with guards? Well, simply put, I think this is a guy that the Spurs simply could not pass on, at least the lockdown Spurs, that is, could not pass on for San Antonio. you, You see just a lot of flashes, Manu S style play in him dynamic, very highlight-worthy. Now, his his shot is going to need to get development, and I think the uh, Spurs coaching staff, Chip England, can do that. But in this mock scenario, I just want to have a little fun here, add a little excitement. I think with the, the, the Spurs lack some time, just somebody on that court that can just create much more opportunities for the uh, Spurs, and I think that's where Josh Giddy gets in for uh, San Antonio, at least in this uh, locked-on mock draft look uh it probably get some backlash about the uh spurs drafting the guard right here in this mock but nevertheless you cannot pass on a talent and like they say in the nba draft you know unless you get that number one pick you know you want to draft best available and in this case scenario josh giddy was best available subscribe to locked on spurs wherever you get your favorite podcast in the second locked on nba slash locked on podcast network nba mock draft the indiana pacers select james booknight from the University of Connecticut, the sophomore guard, was electric for UConn this past season, scoring 18.7 points per game, 45% shooting, great slasher inside the arc, great shiftiness to get open under the rim, has some nice step backs in his game, decent shooter, has nice peripheral stats that suggest he'll be a little bit better of a shooter than the percentages suggests in college, just an overall good self-creator as a guard, uh, and the Pacers really could use uh, some potential at the guard position, some of their uh, other younger guards haven't really panned out in terms of Aaron Holiday and some of their other guards. TJ McConnell, for example, could enter free agency this season. Adding guard depth, never a problem, especially guys like 
like Booknight, who can score really well on their own, and he's six foot five, so maybe in the potential to grow into you know a wing scorer in the future in his career. So the Indiana Pacers select James Booknight, thirteenth in the second Locked On NBA slash Locked On Podcast Network NBA mock draft. Wes Goldberg here with the Locked On Warriors podcast, and with the number fourteen pick, the final pick in our mock draft lottery, the Warriors take Franz Wagner out of Michigan. This is a three and D wing who can contribute right away, and what the Warriors are looking for is just that. Guys who can play right away and help a team that it aims to get back into the playoffs after missing the postseason for two years straight. And what Wagner can do is space the floor. He can play make. He plays competitive high IQ defense. And that's everything that the Warriors need. No, Wagner does not have the upside of being a go-to scorer. But the Warriors don't need that. They already have Steph Curry. Klay Thompson is coming back. They're looking for a guy who can come off the bench and just be helpful. And I think Wagner at 14 is just that. All right, there you have it. Locked on NBA Mock Draft 2.0. Again, Sands locked on Wolves. Hopefully next week we'll have better luck. The Timberwolves will get the lottery balls to bounce their way. And uh, in the next version, 3.0, hopefully um, I'll be able to participate and have a selection in the top three. So stay tuned for that uh, across the Lockdown NBA network, of course, over at the YouTube channel as well. If you haven't already subscribed to that, please do the Lockdown NBA YouTube channel because this was also... uh, uh, published over there. So you can see the video version of all the, uh, all the hosts making their picks. And, uh, if you listen to any of the other locked on NBA team shows, all the hosts do a fantastic job. So go check out, uh, some of those shows as well and, and subscribe and follow those. If you haven't already, uh, that's all we have for you today here on locked on wolves. We'll be back on Thursday with a more wolf centric podcast, as well as covering the nuggets Suns game from Wednesday night. And we'll be back, of course, on Friday as well. If you're not familiar or you're new to the show, this is a daily Monday through Friday podcast. Even right now in the first stage of the Timberwolves offseason, of course, the the NBA draft lottery is coming up here in just a couple of weeks. And then we're officially in draft season for agency. The hits come fast and furious here in the offseason if you're a Timberwolves fan, even if they're not in the playoffs, which is most years. So be sure if you're not already following or subscribed to this podcast, please do that. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, including Apple, Google, Spotify, and the all-new Odyssey app, if you listen on Apple and you enjoy the show, please help us out with a positive review. That definitely helps get us in front of more folks, more eyes and ears. You can also follow the show on Twitter at LockdownTWolves and at BBeacon. A reminder that today's show is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Enjoyment isn't the end game. It's the whole game at only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. A reminder that Lockdown Wolves is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Of course, the Lockdown Network is your local experts on all the biggest stories. We'll be back on Thursday. Once again, I'm Ben Beacon. This is the Locked On Wolves Podcast, and we'll catch you next time.